and I'ma get it. You know I be on the way. I'm the unicorn man. Oh, man I was I was trying to come up with Jakey Poo. And I was like, I don't want to just like, yeah. He mom, that's right. Trey that's made that. Yeah, Trey made it up. So I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna put the names on the graphics and just put the slogans. That's what yeah. I should have done. Yeah. Should have put Team Mom. Team Mom. It would have been funnier. Are right, you ready? Yep. Welcome to another episode of Ride the Rebellion, the world universe, the known universe's only Zero Drop Podcast. I'm Drew Hall, and we're not forgetting introductions today. With me is, of course, the king of the South Alabama Turndown and uh, world ch- current world champ of Ride the Rebellion Frinduro 2022 Part 1. Heavyweight Dale Boyd. champ. Heavyweight champ. Heavyweight champ. Clyde's Dale Boyd. Clyde. As Bug likes to call Clyde's me. Clyde's Boyd. That's great. <laughs> yeah, what's up, fellas? Uh, welcome. Ladies, gentlemen. Peoples. Peoples. Aliens. In yeah. the universe? Yeah, because it's going out there. That's right. Once it happens on the podcast, Elon it goes Musk, out. Because I know you're listening. He's an alien. He sent us an offer. He did. Yeah. He's buying us. We, uh, we're proud to announce that Elon Musk is not only buying us, he's buying <laughs> the Reb. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, take it down. <laughs> take it down. <laughs> Everybody be like, what? I actually just revealed the location of the Reb if you're oh, yeah. not paying attention. Yeah, see? I was waiting for the other thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <I> still. <laughs> yeah, right. There's lots of other, other things. Wow. Um. All right, so today on the show, uh, we're going to do what we always do, which is talk about mountain biking, and not even really that anymore. It's just our lives, and we just kind of, what happens around, what all happens around our lives that allows us to ride bikes for fun, potential living, and for your health? Actually, well, <laughs> no yeah, idea. one of my friends in Ohio actually reached out today and was like, hey, when you guys get super famous, don't forget me. That's and great. like, remember to shout me out, like, Lake Fit by Andy. What about your boy that has the famous t-shirt brand? The basketball guy. Oh, yeah. He just started like a couple weeks ago. And now it's blown up, too. So we got hoop dreamers everywhere, man. See? But my my boy Andy, he was like, so don't forget me. And I was like, listen, you are part of the rebellion. You're going against the norm. You're doing right. something for health and for lifestyle. Like, right. you're the rebellion. Yeah. I said, we'll have you on. It'll be super awesome. I think it'd be great to have we him on. We could tell super awesome drunk stories about him and I had church on Sundays. That's exactly right. That's what we need. I just was listening to... Uh, I don't know when this episode drops, so if it is, but I was listening to an interview on single tracks mm-hmm. and he brought on a trainer and I was listening to the trainer talk and it was kind of fascinating to hear this guy like kind of trash, uh, not directly, but he was trashing certain things. And I thought it would be interesting if we did get a trainer mm-hmm. who doesn't know all the mountain bike, um, stereotypes, like all the stuff like VO two max and yeah. power meter, all this crazy stuff. And this guy's like, look, if you are an amateur rider and you're trying to really do your VO2 max, he's like, I hope you have a lot of money to spend because you need to go to a proper place Mm -hmm. to get properly. You know, he's like, then you got to do that. Whatever that crazy ride is, I forget the TRP or whatever they call it, where they do the TPR, whatever it is. You got to get your VO2 max. Yeah. But it's that one where you ride like hard for 20 minutes and that's your evaluation, the threshold, whatever, all these things that pros do that, you know, a lot of people want to (laughs) imitate. Right, and we're guilty of it to some extent. We all are, but Strava, Strava, it's all just Strava. <laughs> yeah, all, like my VO two is estimated. Hell yeah, yeah, that's that's right. exactly. My uh, my Garmin gives me my age, like yeah. based on it, and it's like, congratulations, you're forty two. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, I got a year back. Right. I mean, my Garmin very rarely takes into account that I wear jean shorts <laughs> yeah, during my right. rides. <laughs> so, like, 
Does it have that kind of? Draft? It's a new option. Garmin for 2023 <laughs> include the jorts option. Yeah, that's the hipster version. That's the hip. It's a jorts sensor. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going aero. So yeah, I mean, my VO2 is probably. I mean, my VO2 is my body, not my aerobility. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's just it was an interesting thing to hear him talk about it. But it would be fun to bring Andy. Is that what you're? Yeah, Andy. Yeah. It'd be fun to bring Andy on and have him talk about it from from a, just a realistic standpoint, right? Because right? everybody's different, and most of these trainers. And this guy said the same thing: you can't just take one benchmark and do all that mm-hmm. stuff. And we've talked about fitness before on the show, but as we continue to pursue different things uh, in our little world of fun. Uh, I have noticed that fitness has paid off and we'll get around to that. This is not a fitness episode. We promised we wouldn't drill on that forever. Fitness pizza. (laughs) Fitness pizza. That's what we're doing. Uh, Or barbecue sandwiches. Um, Shout out to Colin. But we'll uh, we'll kind of circle back to it here in just a moment. So let's kind of just touch base on things that have happened. So I want to recap a few things. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I'm going to do this first because you always lead in. But there's a big thing that happened. Yeah. That you didn't tell me was happening. It was like you were pregnant and then the baby just showed up. Which, oh, oh, yeah. I bought like, a new bike. Wait, we do a podcast about buying a new bike. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like answering all these cool bike questions. Oh, like, it was when great to help. Buy it. And <laughs> it was, it was like going help. on. And then I show up to the bike park the other day and Drew has a baby, a brand new baby yeah, that I, do I didn't even new, know about. I do have a new bike. I, uh, I didn't tell anybody about it. We did the podcast, which was yeah. in the middle of me doing research. I was stuck. I was like, I don't know how to make a decision. And the stuff that you said, and then I took into consideration my own words and listened to it and other stuff people said when they listened to the podcast, I got some feedback too. I was like, man, that's all good points. And then I finally pulled the trigger. So I ended up purchasing a 2022 Gorilla Gravity Smash. Uh, It's a, I I don't know if it's an enduro bike per se, but it's, it's nice. It's an interesting bike. So the chainstay can be changed around on it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a review. I'll do both a video and a podcast version. Mm -hmm. I haven't got to ride it much because we had a big event, which I was going to lead up to. And so I didn't have a chance, but it is nice to have a new bike and and it feels different. I will tell you this. I can tell you with a fact, and this came up in our conversation. You, you said it. You'll know when you need a new bike. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a want. My body physically said, time for a new bike. Right. Like, I could tell it was time. And I don't know if that was the same way with your meta or if it was, was just, just like... A, I'm an obsessive, compulsive obsessive. person. <laughs> I just hit that point. <laughs> yeah. I knew. But you had, you sized up too, though, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I got a bigger size. Did you notice a huge difference in that? From going from that large oh, yeah. camber? I mean, I a camber's mean, a totally different bike. Yeah. But. I mean, and I rode the camber yesterday, and I felt like I was on a midget bike. Yeah. And, I mean, it's cool. It's cool to have options, about yeah. that. but the the meta is definitely my my seat now, my my driver's seat. They won you a, a championship and a championship. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about that. Um, all right, so I'm going to set the stage. Uh, new bike day. The reason why I didn't ride my bike is because we had a big event. Yeah. I didn't feel comfortable. I just got it right before this event. Uh, so at the Reb, we had uh, a, a test, a pilot event, if you will. Yeah. Um, we're taking it seriously because we had a champion and we had fun. Uh, by champion, we literally, if you guys haven't seen the pictures, make sure you're on our social media pages, which is at Ride the Rebellion. And you can see Dale get awarded his <laughs> championship belt, which has a, a ton of views on YouTube, by the way. <laughs> Um, like t- almost 3000. Yeah. I mean, it's very popular watching, <laughs> watching a dude in a unicorn shirt, <laughs> strap a belt to a tall guy. And we are in a closet right now. It is a hundred percent delightful. Um, but in that whole thing, we had an event, we're calling it the friend Duro. It was called the bro Duro, but we did feel that that wasn't as inclusive because we have Carrie. Yeah. We have someone that, that is not a bro. Right. It's a bro, but it's not a bro. So we thought maybe friend Duro is better. Yeah. 
And then we talked about how we might expand it. And there's a bunch of stuff to unpack with this, this event, because there's a lot to talk about. There's the fun of it, which we will. We've kind of developed a brand new writing system, which is completely different, levels the playing field. Dale won based on his pure ability to do a couple of things, but it got neck and neck. Like it came down to literally seconds. Like it was as, and it, which sounds crazy. If you know, Dale, Dale's an extremely fast rider. So we can talk about Dale's perspective from an athleticism point of view, my view, everybody's perspective. And it'll be fun when we have some others on to talk about. And then we have like, we have the system and then we have like the overall event and how, what it did community wise, mm-hmm. right? Cause it was an interesting thing, even though we're sort of a closed community at the moment, right. we're working towards opening that. But even in the closed community, dudes showed up that I haven't seen in forever. Right. They're rev members that have paid their dues, yeah. just rolling up in there and ready to compete. And one of them competed really well. Yeah. Um, statistically he was top three. So let's set the stage. So nine months ago, if you told me that we would be riding the way that we rode last Saturday, uh, the, the date of the, the Frinduro, I would be like, there's no way. Cause we were coming from, if you think back nine months, we were literally sitting around trying to figure out a place to go. Jakey Poo and I, we did have Chickasaboga at the we time. Have, we may have just made the Samba video, right? We or had thought about making the Samba. Video. It was around there. Yeah. 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 Nah, that was, that was April. So 12. Yeah. So nine months back, yeah. almost a year. But we had all done that. We'd all had this great connection. We we're like, man, that was a lot of fun. There was a lot of good energy. But we we're like, God, there's just, there's, you know, I'm missing some things riding wise. Mm-hmm. And Jake was really, Jakey Poo, as we've talked about, was a spearhead of like, I got an idea. Fast forward, you know the story of the Rev. That's where we are now. But nine months ago, would have never predicted what happened Saturday. Mm-hmm. What is your takeaway on Saturday? What was your, your, you've done a lot of races. You've done a lot of different stuff. This is a totally different style event. Yeah. What was your takeaway when you think so back on this? This is uh, one of the first few things that we've done. I've got to do in Mobile that I really loved. Like my family could be a part of it. My wife and kids came out. They shook some cowbells. They they filmed some things. They held walkie talkie so they could hear what was going on with the racers. Hang on one second. I can see something up at the mic. Talk now. Hey yay yay. Yeah, there we go. It's better. All right. It'll just I'll have to. Okay, go back ahead. So my family, uh, my family could be a part of it. They could. Um, I'll just start over. I'll yep. start that part over. That's all good. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. So, this was the first event that we've done in Mobile, or I've done in the mountain bike community. That I felt like everybody was there to just have fun, yeah. and everybody was there for one reason, and that was just because they were there to laugh and make fun of each other and cheer for each other and and kind of be brothers it's like a brotherhood almost of anything and our families got to see that you know like right. your parents came my wife and kids and other people's wives and kids and your wife and kids too and yep. and so it was they got the they shook the cowbells <laughs> right. and stuff and I, I mean to be honest the first couple the first segment i never saw the people right like i went by him so fast oh yeah and like, speaking of you can see dale's first ride his stage one ride you can go find it on mm-hmm. our youtube channel at ride the rebellion on on youtube you can find it and you can see you are going so fast yeah and we all know gopro does not make it look fast no it looks fast in gopro yeah like it's crazy. i was actually going to comment on that and be like yeah he didn't speed this up no there's no <laughs> speed up so it's uh just when I went by them, I was like, I didn't see them at all. And then my wife sends me a picture of like my daughter laid on the ground and took pictures when I went by. And I was like, dang, I never even saw her. Oh, yeah. Like, lucky I didn't wipe out there. But I think that was what was awesome. And every time we'd come back to the top or every time we'd see each other, everybody had a smile on their face all the time. And yep. that was 
that was the con- the contagious part of it. But what was crazy was we had this plan. So Dale and I had worked on, uh, and you talked about this briefly before, but I think we really talked a lot. There's a couple of things that had to happen for this to work. Mm-hmm. Most of the riders out at the, at the Reb have ridden these trails a lot. They've yeah. memorized them. And so one of the things that we did, and, and it was to Dale's point that he pushed this pretty hard, and I, it was a really great note, was we went out and found alternate paths. Mm-hmm. So there might be some level of familiarity in a portion of the trail, then all of a sudden we cut a new line or we adapted an old line or, or we really, we, we Frankenstein some yeah. lines and brought stuff back that we thought was dead. Yeah. And by doing that, it created whole new courses, which I think were phenomenal <laughs> with the exception of yellow belly, yeah. which was just a brand new course anyway, that most right. people hadn't ridden much. Yeah. And I think that's what was awesome was like you hear after people's first run, like, Oh, I took a wrong turn or oh, yeah. I didn't even know it was going to be that tight right there. Or, oh, but it's because their minds were conditioned to go one way. Right. And we put a we put rope up and like, yeah. you weren't going that way. Yeah. You got to turn here. So it was awesome to see that dynamic of, man, I got to actually think while I'm going super fast. Yeah. And, and it was it was phenomenal. I mean, there was a couple where I think people misinterpreted turns and lines and mm-hmm. they'd still miss the line. They're so used to falling. But the actual fastest line was like an outside. Right. The inside was a trick. And mm-hmm. there was like little gags that we had built in that that we all forgot even when you get it. The thing that I love the most is everyone rode these different tracks and you're watching this, this great camaraderie and we have this system and we'll explain that in a second, but we have the system where it levels the playing field for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's really f- phenomenal system. We're very proud of it. And, and then competition hits and you can't yeah. stop it. No, you can't. It was the, the, it all came down to the final run for everyone on the last segment. Yep. So it was like, we had 10 riders left. We had already done what, 90 runs 80 runs yeah whatever runs so 80 runs total and it comes down to these 10 these last 10 and it was like i just remember sitting there thinking damn like this was fun but i'm a competitive person so i'm just like tightening up that's exactly right uh and so one of the other things about the the entire race that i took away from it was that the fact that like we, we would send these things. We would do all this stuff. It came down to the last one. The competition was there. I mean, literally, there was cheering and screaming. Mm-hmm. My last stage for me was uh, I had a near-perfect run. So, and we'll, again, that goes back to our rule system. And then you had a wreck on that. I mean, it was yeah. the, stage three was so dramatic. There was two DFNs on yeah. stage three. Todd Hall didn't finish. Bug went off course. So, I mean, it was like, oh, my God, all this stuff is happening all at one time. Mm-hmm. And so it was all building up this tension. And everybody kept pushing, but it was never one time was anybody like mad about anybody yeah. else. It was all full on celebrate and push and help. Sunday, Bug and I were hanging out. Bug was like, I got to the top after I beat your time. And I thought, I saw the look on your face right before the final run. And he goes, wow, there's a different level of his face right now. Like he's not playing. <laughs> right. And it was like, no, I'm just an athlete. Like I'm a competitor. Like I know when it's time to go. Yeah. You pushed down that one pretty aggressive. And that was... You were flying down that one. Painful. It hurt. And there's no way around yeah, it. Yeah, no. Because the bottom of that stage was really crazy. So that stage that we're talking about, stage three, is uh, it starts out pretty straightforward. There's a little bit of downhill action. It gets into a little bit of flow. It has a, a straightaway, but the straightaway is a trick because at the end of it, it's sandy. So like, mm-hmm. if you hit this turn too fast, as Dale found out, yeah. I found out in testing stages, one of the, not one of the worst, but in the recent months, one of the worst wrecks I've had mm-hmm. uh, was from us just figuring it out, yeah. right? And so it got sandy. And then as soon as you come off the sand, you think you get speed again. And then there's a, a hard 90 degree turn yeah. that has been rutted 
It's destroyed. Bad. People e-breaking into it. <laughs> e-bike e-brakes. Um, sliding into these turns and pushing. And then you sprint to the bottom, which is crazy off-camber terrain mm-hmm. uh, with a jump to finish. I mean, it was it was it it's a crazy stage. And to know that you pushed as hard as that time I to, was I went crazy. 24 miles an hour on that last segment. It was nuts. Like a dead sprint. That's absolute nuts. Yeah. And so the thing about all of that is is what we found out. And again... We, I know we're talking about a specific place that not many people have been able to go to. That's not the point. The point has always been we took nothing and mm-hmm. made something fun. And it wasn't just that. It wasn't just cool trails we made. Now we made a cool event. Mm-hmm. And from that cool event, we learned, like, how can we take that further? We want to take it to more people and have yeah. them experience it. So we wouldn't be in any of these interesting dialogues if we didn't have the rev at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And that's for anybody out there. So for the friend Duro, the one thing that we figured out is we started gaming some mechanics. And one of the mechanics that we came up with was trying to figure out a way of where it wasn't just about Dale sprinted and and did great, but there was other guys out there. We wanted to level the playing field. We have Mm -hmm. riders from basically every skill level represented, and we wanted to find a way to make it even for everybody. And so we worked, we workshopped a mechanic at first we did, we were going to do bracket racing and you, yeah. you could explain that better than me. It's like a drag turn. Yeah. Drag you just turn. kind of guess your closest time and then you have right. to get close to it. And that's right. pretty much it. And I it's mean, hard. It's, it's really hard, hard. Yeah. down there because you'd have to be time perfect. trial and yeah. be perfect in order to really do it. So we looked at that and we said, okay, that that's one model. And that's what we went with for a long time. And then mm-hmm. one day you and I were riding the stages again and it clicked and you're like, what if we did two out of three mm-hmm. and you get to drop one? And then all of a sudden that exploded into, what if it's the difference? It's about the difference between your times. So instead of it just being like, everybody's go as fast as possible, you can, but you can also find the most consistency, which encourages riding, which makes you stronger, better rider Absolutely. Um, it, it, for everybody involved. And it levels the playing field. Right. So on the last stage, Dale had the fastest time, but there was a guy who's a little bit slower rider than Dale and and me too i'm a slower rider than dale as well i had a 0.6 so the variation between my two times my two best times was 0.06 mm-hmm. there was another guy who had a 0.09 or something yeah uh, joey gates like he yeah. was right on my so our times weren't the same mine was like 45 point whatever it was 20 and 45.26 and his was whatever his was it was like 51 or something mm-hmm. so what we figured out is the consistency became the way to do it and then we had a modifier for speed yeah. which dale's speed was so close together but it was fastest it gave him an advantage to kind of put but it took that last race for him to do it yeah like right like overall the whole race for all three segments like drew was the best right like he was the most consistent yeah i placed on all the, three yeah he was the most consistent on everybody that raced but well, i was Gets shocked times on every single time right but then we had the modifier for the speed right and my times were consistent but yet i got a modifier because I went fast. Right. Because I told everybody, even you. I mean, my wife on the way there, she's like, you think you're going to win? I was like, I'm not trying to win. Like, I'm just trying to go, go the fastest. as fast as I can. Right. Like, I want to be the fastest person. But on you didn't segment. make but one mistake all yeah, day. One you had slide, one yeah. mistake, that one slide out, That's and right. that was the only mistake. Mm-hmm. But the risk was at that speed. Yeah. Like, again, if you guys go watch stage one, you can see Dale picks it up. But Dale hits a turn early <laughs> on in Montucky. You hit a tree or something. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you take off again. Mm-hmm. Point is, is that that consistency model, in this case, Dale proved that he was the most consistent with speed at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That speed modifier bumped him into to saving it. Because you might have had a small variation. They were like a second, second yeah. and a half. But, they, but because they were there. So we've modified it even further and we've tweaked more and we've done more. That system, though, made it where everybody was having fun and you're really competing against yourself. Right. 
And then we all started competing against each other. So it's like you challenge yourself first, and now you're looking to beat the other players. That's right. And it was, but no one ever was like, I'm faster than you or right. I'm better than you. And right. I mean, Bug, Bug was trying to go faster than me, and I was trying to go faster than him. And that's right. awesome. And that's perfect to for me. Like, I want somebody to try to go as fast as me or as whatever. But when you start getting to that level, like, the risk goes higher. Right. You know, like, I could slow down yeah. and probably get my times really close. But the only way that I personally can measure how fast I'm going is if I'm going as fast as I can. Right. Like, I can't slow down and be able to measure that. Like, yeah. So, I, we should also mention there was not, there was no, there's no timekeeping devices on your bike. Like, no. you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't anyway. No. But right. you couldn't, like, I had my watch running, but it was just yeah. on the clock. I just wanted to see what my caloric burn was. But I couldn't have a bike computer where you glance down and be like, oh my God, I need to stay yeah, at 7.8 no miles an hour. There's no way you could like, do it. Like, I right? did have my bike computer on there. You'll yeah. see it in the video, but there's no way I could look at it. Right. There's literally no way. Right. And I was going so fast that, like, there's no way I could have sped up or slowed down right. to even try to match it. So we weren't really concerned with that stuff. It was mm-hmm. more about, like, pushing forward. And so when we started, we started that stuff and we started looking at it, that's once we finished the race, we realized we had to tweak a few things and we will and it's better. And that system will get more and more developed and we can't wait to bring it public. We have ideas. Yeah. We have ideas for XC. We have ideas for it'll work in a bunch of different formats. So we're really proud of the system that came out of this. But the great part was it levels the playing field. Right. So this isn't about this isn't I'm not here saying that speed isn't important. Mm-hmm. It is very important. But what we're saying is this allows riders of all category to have fun riding and and compete against anybody. Right. right? Like. I'm not saying I'd ever beat the soft member, but in technically speaking, I'm pretty sure he's pretty consistent. But let's just say he had an off he's day. A, he's psychotically marine oriented. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a he's yeah. a anyway. He's but let's rigid. say let's say I could beat the machine. If I could beat the the machine, then I mean that's my chance, only chance to really do it. Right. And it it makes it say for riders, it keeps saying encouraging to ride more and more and more and more so that you get better and faster. Because my goal now is to go faster. Yeah. Right? And now, like, it, you have to build the skills to do it. That's right. Right? Like, you have to... I took a class. I went on Saturday. I take a class on Sunday to <laughs> right. learn how to, to corner better or learn how to break better. Right. Like, I'm never stop. I'm never stopped learning. Like, yeah, I, I want to talk about that here, here in a minute. Yeah, I want to continue learning because once you stop learning, then what's the point? No, I agree. I totally like, agree. I mean, it's crucial to be in that space and have that kind of... Um, Plus, you can't show up on a $7,000 bike and look like a douche. No, facts. Douche. Douche. <laughs> For facts. It's like... Don't be a douche on that bike, bro. It's just hard to... Yeah. I have to live up to it. It's kind of like getting a, a, a proper tattoo, like something you're... Like, if you if you get a sleeve... <laughs> You kind of gotta. You gotta wear that sleeve well, right? You know? Yeah, you can't get the sleeve in your in your kitchen and yeah. then show up at a tattoo show and be like, "What's up, bro? <laughs> my, exactly. my buddy Paul tatted me up in the Paul. kitchen." Fuck you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know any Paul. Anyway, so uh, so that was kind of the model, and so what we took away from it from a from a fun side is then we fed everybody, so we had like, and then we sat around and we and we drank some beers. We had some Montuckies, which we don't get here. And that was kind of a gag for all of us. And so it turned into this big community. That event. was what more fun than the racing to me was yeah. just like hanging out, like BS all around that. it. Yeah. And like Barry Page just started hanging out Thursday, but he has so many stories of oh, yeah. mountain biking and with mountain bike people and hanging out with him was awesome. And like hearing that stuff and just seeing all the different, we got people from 60 to 22 or three and yep. it, everybody meshes well and it, it's just a thing, you know, and it's fun. 
And we had, I mean, literally everyone bounced around. It felt safe. Uh, you know, we even, for the ladies, and because my wife refuses to pee in the woods, <laughs> though she would, um, but we had a porta potty and we were very proud of that fact. We made sure that everyone, we just made sure that, guys, there's a porta potty. Please yeah. use it. Don't pee in the woods. Bug was peeing in the woods and I was like, I will tackle you in that <laughs> pee. Exactly. Boy, there's a porta potty over there. We spent hard earned money on that. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, anyway, so it was nice to have this buildup of community, to have the structure, and it was very simple. And it got me thinking, kind of, that was kind of a recap. It got me thinking about something which is, I think, often overlooked. We always talk about community, right? And it's easy to have organized rides. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. And I think you guys have something fun coming up. You're going to do Sundays maybe? Is that official? Yeah, it's not official yet, but we're thinking about So coming up, but one thing we found is an organized event from time to time does wonders mm-hmm. for pulling everybody in, right? It seems to be, yeah, you know what I mean? So I've it's almost this. like now I want to do more and more of them because yeah. it wasn't that hard. Once you have a formula for how it could work, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of labor and you got to love it. But like that seems like a great way to get everybody together, not just an organized ride. I'm talking about you got to have a little purpose. Well, so we had training days up ahead of it. Right, yeah. There was like weeks work where people days. were, we had work days to build. There was all these things that happened and it brought us all together closer. And then mm-hmm. it was like a wedding in some ways. We got to celebrate that day. And it was when it was over, I was like, damn, I wish like, I wish yeah. I could do it again. Right. You know? And I keep saying this, and I've said it over and over again about the community thing, and I tell this to um, the soft member all the time. It's like the only way you can get trail work done is not from a Facebook post. Right. And it's not from it's not from how many members you have, and it's not from, uh, hey, Emba's membership drives. It's not from any of that. It's from a community event. It's from like, hey, the FNL stuff, what we started a long time ago. We didn't know each other like we know each other now. Right. Now we're friends. Right. Now if you guys have a work day at South or anywhere or at the Reb and I don't show up, I let you down and you're my friends. Like right. I don't want to let my friends down. Before it's like, oh, I just joined Samba. Like I don't have it. Like I'm not going to let anyone down. Right. You know, so when you do community events, the only way to get trail work, volunteer trail work is to make them all friends. That's right. And if they're all friends, then they won't be, they'll be more apt to show up because they don't want to let people down. That's exactly right. And that's how that that's any community that you live in, wherever you're at. Like if you want to get work done, make them friends. Yeah. And however you can do it to make them friends. Right. That's, I mean, and it's also like not pushing it too far. The one thing that we've always done is we've always believed in this is dig and ride model. Yeah. Like let's, let's do a little work. Let's have some fun. Right. Instead of it just being like work, 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 work. Cause after a while, like everybody will jump in on the beginning. Mm -hmm. The friends will kick in and then they're like, but man, what's my payoff for this? Right. Right. And, and a lot of times with mountain biking, especially trail work, I try to do this with my wife. Like I've been doing the laundry all day in the dishes. What's my payoff? She just stares at me. Yeah, I, I completely understand. <laughs> she, there's no I get uh, there's dishes still in the sink. That's what yeah. I get. I'm like, dang she, it. She's like, well, that's your job. Yeah. So do it. Do some laundry. And I'm <laughs> like, I do my own laundry. That's why I mix everything together and all my shirts bleed. I know Casey's mumbling right now. He doesn't even do the laundry or dishes. I do. Like, so fair enough, Casey. Fair enough. Touche. Right. Touche. You got three days off a week. What do you want from me? <laughs> you got three days. So, uh, so I think it's interesting though that if you don't if you don't have some fun in the other side of it, mm-hmm. after a while people lose interest. But mountain biking it's a long term payout. <laughs> it's not instant. I mean, think about no. some of those trails. Some some of the trails that we brought back, we Frankenstein these were Gen One trails. Yeah, 
they were, that have not been ridden in forever. They were like goat trails. They were goat How trails. How we got out of when we were building the other trails. That's exactly right. <laughs> and then they became like like now they're super fun lines that I'd yeah. ride over and over again. Um, maybe. Maybe they get closed again. I don't know. But it, yeah. the fact is we had to put in the effort to get them there, and it took that much time. And then some other trails like uh, Yellow Belly, which is a newer trail we have out there that's got one of the steepest downhill segments. It's, it's hard and scary and fast. Mm-hmm. That trail is relatively new, and y'all cut it pretty quick, though. I did. You monstered day, it. Yeah. yeah. You monstered that one. But still, it took a while, and, and luckily that dirt didn't need to be bedded in. Like Some of our yeah. other stuff has like this loam on it and has to be bedded in, but some of the other trails have just gotten faster and faster yeah. and faster. So The funny thing is that everybody has – this isn't on the racing thing. This is kind of just the trail thing. Um, people – are like, oh, we know who built the trails now. Like, if you ride a trail out there, like, you know who built it yep. or who laid it out. Because, like, my trails always have a really tight, like, yeah. there's somewhere in there that's like, oh, I got to actually use my brakes. Right. So yeah, that that's just how I have operated. In yeah, the but it makes building. sense. It's fun, yeah. though. I mean, it's good. And, I mean, you definitely can spot a Jakey Poo trail versus yeah, right. I'm, I like all the flowier stuff. Mm-hmm. And so... After a while, you do start to develop sort of styles, and it's fun. We represented everyone's trail style, um, and it was, again, being mindful of that and thinking about the people riding and and making it. You may not get to know all your riders as Mm -hmm. well as we do, but knowing what was going to come out and try and make it different and interesting and challenging. And more importantly, like take the competition aspect out of everything. Right. Like you can have a race. um, I'm air quoting race. Yep. You can have a race. And make it fun. Absolutely. Like, it doesn't have to be so cutthroat, and everybody has their, their team local bike shop kit, kit on, and they're trying to, like, represent something. Like, it can be competitive and still fun. Right. Like, I think I get that gets lost in a lot of races that I go to. That That's why Skyway has a thing for I love Skyway. Like, literally, no one cares if you got first or last. Like, right. you finished. Right. It's like high fives for everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah, the dudes that got first, everybody just looks at them like, Damn. Like yeah. you're a monster, but no one cares. So, but there's still, there's a beginning and end. So there's a race, right? So you still have to have that aspect or that mindset. Like I have to try to win. I'm not going to, right. or, I'm, or I might just compete and the competition might be with yourself and well, your bike and, and, or in mother nature. Exactly right. And, and the model that we had, it was a hundred percent. You were literally riding right. against yourself mm-hmm. and then other people. Like after you performed well, if you performed the best that you could most, most consistently, then you would be like, oh, I ranked. And I mean, it was a whole different beast altogether of like, I mean, you can't count it. You can't rig it. It's Mm -mm. impossible. You're just trying to do your best to maintain optimum speed, (laughs) whether it's super fast or moderate fast. Optimum male athletic performance. That's exactly right. (laughs) Oh, boy. Wow, at 40. Now we're a pill. We're a a PP pill company. You can pick us up at every convenience store. uh, And you, too, can ride the rebellion. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no! Wow, it happened. That's our only uh, dick joke for this episode. Oh well, we have a one quota PP joke and one quota Casey joke and, at this point. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty solid. Yeah, and we fit both. Yeah, we're there. Luckily, they weren't together. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, I'm sorry. That was a two quota joke. That was a two quota. That was two quota. Uh, so let's talk about another thing. So we finished that up. We all walk away. We're super motivated. And then the next day, you'd mentioned it earlier. You went and rode uh, at Dirt Coaster Academy with the world famous Toby Cortez. What was that whole experience like? So that was 
it was way cooler than I expected, to be honest. Like, no offense, Toby, if you're listening, but, like, I just thought, what do I need to know about mountain biking? Like, I ride really fast. I Hey, I have a WWF championship belt. Right. <laughs> you want to see it? Right. So <laughs> when I got there, it was like, all right, I'm just here for the community. You know, there was eight other people there. I thought, I'll just build a, help build the camaraderie. We go do, like, the first thing, and I do it completely wrong. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. you got to do it like this. I'm like, oh, so I don't know what I'm doing. Like, right. So we, they even adjusted my brakes and my handlebars a little bit differently set up. And there was things that I, I never would have thought about that I was like, damn, like I don't. And for any level of mountain biker, I think that, that his classes and what he's teaching are awesome. And you got, we got to see progression from people during the day. You know, like I saw a photo. Yeah. I saw a photo of, of, a, of a dead sailor riding that bike. And then mm-hmm. I saw one that looked like, I mean, it looked like he was sending yeah. it. Yeah. Bug improved and learned his bike balance and bike body balance and body separation and and cassidy went from rolling over she's in one of our videos yeah one of uh, the sweet potato videos where we all jump it drew's filming and everybody's like and drew's like yeah 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 and then she comes and she said her well we discussed it the other day we nicknamed her psych because in that video she just looks like she's gonna hit it and then she goes around it and says psych yeah so we were just joking that that like now her nickname's psych yeah it's great so she went from literally rolling over a box that Toby had to jump in the biggest gap that every dude jumped that day. Right. And it was like, she would have never known how to do that without that class. And that was, to me, that's, that's what's awesome. And Toby's enthusiasm, enthusiasm to see like the progression and like how happy he was for her. Like, that's why he does it. Right. He's not getting rich off of it and he's not trying to do it for any other gain other than like the love. He loves mountain biking. Yeah. And we're, I mean, we've discussed it. We're going to have him on. Oh yeah, soon so he can. You'll hear his passion, and it's it's contagious. It bleeds through. If you ever have a chance, if you're in the southeast and you have a chance to go ride Bogchito, it's if a you're fantastic in Canada place. And you want to ride somewhere that's pretty awesome? Yeah, no <laughs> joke. Yeah, come on down. Yeah, and the crazy part is, if you're really lucky, uh, look for the most enthusiastic person out there, that's and right. you will find Toby. And I, the first time Todd and I rode, we got very lucky and met him. He apologized profusely because we're out there and, you know, we're all mountain. We're like a downhilled, you know, <laughs> we've got like our jerseys and our sh- loose hanging shorts on and flats. And he, he was in spandex. He was like, you got to, apo- I got to apologize, guys. I'm about to go ride XC. You know, he was telling us, little- <laughs> but he was so helpful then. And this is pre-reb. This is yeah. pre all of this stuff that words he gave to me about like expanding and building and finding new land were so inspirational. I came back super motivated. I was like, yeah, I got, I mean, it was a fantastic thing. So I can only imagine having him as a coach yeah. being super awesome. Cause he brings that same energy to what he's teaching. Yeah. And he knows what he's talking about. Like he proved it. he went to Jared's place and won the enduro yeah. race, their first enduro race there. So he, he walks the walk, you know? Yeah. He's fun guy. He's super fun to ride with. Um, so, that's kind of this episode, but before we go, we've got to do a couple of things. The first thing we got to do is give a huge shout out to the Frenduro sponsor of Clean Eats. They sent us some wraps and stuff, and Dale and I both found we now. I'm gonna I'm gonna call him out a little bit, Mr. Mackey. <laughs> I I thought he was gonna attend, and uh, John is 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 a vegan. <laughs> no, he's not a vegan. He's not a vegan. <laughs> he's a vegetarian. He hates it when you say that. John's a vegetarian, so I ordered John a black bean wrap because our meals were from Clean Eats, and they were they were meat protein mostly. And then we had a, a, a smoked pork butt from my brother in law, two of them from my brother in law that we devoured. Those didn't last long; no. they were delicious. But I ordered these black bean wraps, and these Clean Eat black bean wraps. I'm, I think we solved it. So good. It was like, and this was after the race. We <laughs> yeah. had a couple of drinks. 
They were so good. They reminded me of a healthy version of the Taco Bell drive-through bean burrito. Wait, that's not healthy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I felt so good. I mean, they were absolutely so. There was two left when I went home. Oh man, I crushed them that night. Those things were so. Good. They were so good. I love you, John. I wish you were there, but I'm glad you weren't. Yeah, no I kidding. Smashed those things. Those were perfect. They hit the spots so well. Yeah. So uh, we wanted to. Th- Thank Clean Eats for their sponsorship. It was very great for them to, to, to help us with that. We had a, a great lunch um, or a snack, I should say. And it, a lot of guys ate them mid-race. I can't eat during the race. I, I just I Not that a, kind of race. I drank a beer mid-race. I did too. It was, I had a Montucky and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I crushed a bunch of Montuckies. That, I crushed a lot of beers that day. But I looked at my caloric intake and I was at like when we wrapped, when we called finish, I was at like 1,800 calories. So we put in some time. Yeah. There's no doubt. There's a lot of up and down. Dead sprints, man, for half hour. Blitzing. It was crazy. Not uh, total ninety total laps. Yeah, is that right? No, because we had we had three times eleven, so ninety nine, almost a hundred yeah. total. Because Cooper showed up. Oh yeah, with a helmet. Yeah, Cooper had a helmet on. Thank. And then God. the last one, it was unstrapped. Of course, <laughs> it's just like rebel without a cop. He's got a helmet though. Uh, Blake showed up and Blakey Poo and he sent it and you have Jakey Poo and Blakey Poo. So anyway, uh, shout out to Clean Eats and thank you very much for that. As always, we're also always sponsored by Lucky Shot Coffee. I saw that that David uh, got his prize pack and he now has a delicious bag of Lucky Shot. I can't wait to get one of that to give he away. He won. He got his prize pack, but he lost because he had to actually ride with me to get right. it. That's so, hilarious. So he had to ride on with a tandem me. bike. Yeah, no, not on a tandem. <laughs> How we about were? the kid's shotgun bike where you put the kid we're on getting the, one of those? I will totally do it. I think it'd be hilarious. It would be hilarious. I, I, we got to find a bike. We don't mind destroying. I have a hardtail. Oh. <laughs> so if you so ride the look, shotgun seat, it'll look like what we look like. We actually care about mountain biking. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Drew's first turn down coming soon. Coming soon. Next, Here yeah. it is. Dale's turn down instruction school. <laughs> yeah. Watch out, Toby. I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh my God. You have grown men on this little <laughs> this little shotgun saddle and you just turn it. Yeah, yeah like Toby's classes require a dropper post. Right. Our classes require a trailer or a tandem. Oh my God. <laughs> a trailer's even better. A trailer would be awesome. You just put somebody in there and go. Bug can surf it from the back. Just hold on. Hilarious. That'd be actually a fun idea. Man, this is how things happen, by the way. Dangerous. You know, like a lot of people sit around and get high and they're like, oh, we should open up a, a right. sub shop. Like, <laughs> right. it'd be so good. And they never do it. We sit around and not be high. Right. And think about these crazy ideas. That's exactly that right. That become reality. Uh, speaking of crazy ideas that become reality, we've got to announce our hands hand up glove winner. Which we're going to do. Okay, and so with that contest, the question we had was, it was our star, is it Star Trek? Is it Star Wars? Uh, it started with Lore, which is in fact Star Trek, just so oh. you know. That's Data's brother. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> sure. And then we you had tell me Chopper, anything. which is from Rebels. I thought your kids would know. I think your kids have watched the cartoon. Chopper is Danny Trejo to me for life. <laughs> Fair enough. And Danny Trejo is the Mandalorian, so it worked. And the last one was Mandalore. I was trying to throw you a, a trick. Uh, it didn't work. You got it anyway. Woo, and obviously Star Wars. Dale said Star Wars for everything. We had uh, we had someone who won, and that individual is Michael Falk. That's right. Michael, Good you've job, won Michael. some hand-up gloves. You got the answers correct. It is Star Trek, Star Wars, Star Wars. You left a review on Apple Podcasts, which is part of the requirements. You did everything you need to do. So we have a sticker pack, which is pretty awesome. I'm even going to throw in a Gorilla Gravity sticker because I have one now. Ooh. Or extra. And then we'll give you uh, whatever our other sticker pack is. It's got hand-up stickers and all kinds of stuff. And a new set of Americana gloves, which will go great with your bike. That's right. 
and you can ro- ride to your your heart's content. And they match. Yeah, they do match his bike perfectly. Yeah, they match it pretty Perfect. well. Perfect. He'll it it fits him. That's he's, right. He's very America. America, man. America. Um, okay, so I don't think we're going to do a contest this week. We're going to put it on hold uh, on the podcast. However, I think we might do a contest on social media. So make sure you're following us at Ride the Rebellion across the board. You can find it everywhere. And again, just to reiterate, I know we talk a lot about a bike park, but really the Rebellion is not that. Mm-mm. The Rebellion is transformed from that. It is mutated. It has become better. It is enhanced. It is the bionic man mm-hmm. or person. It is. It's a movement now at this yeah, point. Ride and the rebellion is wherever you want it to be. That's exactly right. Coming to a parking lot near you soon. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Know. And shout out to the fact that you can literally come to the parking lot near you soon. We have a bunch of merch available. If you go to ridetherebellion dot com, you can have a piece of the rebellion. So there's a bunch of uh, original stuff. There's podcast shirts. There's all kinds of things. All that stuff is available. However, we do have a set of of what we're calling uh, uh, trail sponsor shirts. So mm-hmm. they're pretty cool artwork. Uh, original artwork by Dale. Uh, original artwork by Montucky, but Dale reused. We'll see how long <laughs> that one lasts. Uh, Cease and desist. Yeah. There's an original uh, artwork of, of bombing it. Um, there's a bunch of different pieces. In each one of those shirts, we'll take a portion of that and we'll apply it towards the trail fund. So yes, you're helping us, but you're getting a cool shirt and it, you're going to be part of a club at that point. Right. And frankly... If you're smart enough and you buy the shirt and you hit us up enough and be like, hey, I bought a shirt. Can I come ride the Reb? We could probably make that happen for right. you. <laughs> not, not the black. I'm not saying it costs that much to come ride the Reb. I'm just <laughs> not saying. Not blackmail every single person into buying shirts. <laughs> Shamelessly plug it in. <laughs> That's right. Um, but if you did help the trail, it would go a long way. So that stuff's available. Again, you can go to ridetherebellion.com. We own that website. It's legit. You can find the podcast there. Sometimes there's video content there. In fact, there is always video content. I have it set up. And... You can also find our merch store. There's hats, shirts, all kinds of great stuff. And there's more coming. Yeah, we um, got tons of YouTube stuff coming. So yeah, there's a lot of content so coming out. Film, yep. So much stuff to, that Drew's people are sorting out. Yeah, we hired people. I didn't have to film it this time so I could have fun. That also made it more fun for me. That's right. My therapist said that's what I have to do now. She's like, you can't have a... Uh... My therapist quit. <laughs> she gave up. <laughs> Day one. She's like, you effed, boy. Yeah. You effed. She's like, well, I am not prepared for this. Yeah. I had one quit on me before. Man, <laughs> yeah, they legitimately were like, "I think you should see someone else." And I, was I like, walk right. in and they're like, "There's a blue pill and a red pill. <laughs> Choose wisely." And then they put you in some really tight leather bondage stuff, and you move on with life. <laughs> I'm dodging bullets from the man chasing me. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, is there anything else we need to touch on? No, I think there's so much we could touch on. We'd be here all day. Yeah, but we got stuff to do. We got more we got podcasts, big to things to do. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, as always. Uh, Keep riding. I mean, I don't, we don't really have a great close. We just don't have a close. Like, no, just ride on. Keep on. Yeah, keep on keeping on. Ride the rebellion near you, or mm-hmm. ride your own Create rebellion. Create the rebellion. Yeah, make your own rebellion. Just ride your bike. Yeah, don't be dumb. We don't have a good close. No, Come that's ride with phase us. three. We'll work on a good close. Yeah, that's phase three. We have a lot of phases. <laughs> We're not that's even phase what one. My, that's also what my psychiatrist said. You have a lot of phases. <laughs> All right, this is Drew, and I'm joined again with the South, the King of the South Alabama Turndown, and world current world champion of the Friend Duro, Dale Boyd, and we're signing. Peace. I'm going away.